everybody, this is Lindsay Monroe. I am walking across the country from South Carolina to hopefully San Francisco. So I hope you uh, listen in and enjoy the trip. Oh, Lindsay's got a plan to walk from sea to shining sea and meet the many people who make up this country. So turn in every week to hear her stories along the way as Lindsay walks across the USA. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? I can. All right, service down here is not the best. Mm, yeah, I I, uh, I gathered that from Facebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good gather. Yeah. So, what what have you been up to this week? Let's see, where did we leave off? It was the day after you entered Georgia. Yeah, so I was staying at the couch surfer's house. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I left the couch surfing house. It was a great experience. I didn't really hang out with the hosts. I stayed in a, a basement apartment that they had left completely open for me, which was amazing. So then I made my way hastily, made my way all the way to Thompson, Thompson, uh, Georgia. So then I got to Thompson and yet again, some rain was going to happen. So I stayed in the hotel for two nights. Uh, but one of the days I decided to walk in the rain so I could get closer to this family that um, was taking me in. And I joined this group called Woof, which is the uh, Worldwide Opportunities on an Organic Farm. I had heard about it, and it's a really cool thing where you can sign up and you go work on someone's organic farm, and they kind of, in trade, give you room and board. So a lot of people from other countries, like, experience the USA in this way. And they learn about sustainable, like, farming, and that I joined about six months ago when I knew I was taking this trip. I mean, so far for me, I've just been learning. Anyway, so back to trying to leave Thompson. Beautiful day. Walking down sunny roads, this beautiful farm to my left. And then I see this little dirt road that I'm supposed to be on for four miles. And I'm like, yeah, right, it's fine. And I start walking down it. And I get to the end. And it's like, oh, cross this normal road. And then go to the other road over there. And it's covered in this red, wet clay. They don't have, like, mud or dirt. Down here, it's like red clay. So I had already experienced a little bit of it on the other road, but I was able to get through it pretty easily. It was uh, on the sunny side, so it was pretty dried out. Mm. I walked about a mile, no, three quarters of a mile, and <laughs> completely covered. You couldn't even see the wheels. I actually have a picture I have not put on online yet. You can't see my wheels because they're as high as the mud. Uh, they're covered in mud. I couldn't move the cart anymore. So this was around 2.30, and the family whose farm I was going to go work on, we had planned for me to meet them. The woman who was picking me up, she works about an hour away from where she lives because that's where the closest post office is. Because I'm in the middle of nowhere, by the way, Mm -hmm. at this point in time. So the easiest way, because I can't go on the interstate because I'm walking, Apparently, is this route that I found on Google Maps, but what Google Maps didn't really show was these dirt roads that aren't real roads that I have to walk down. To me, they look like roads. 
and Google Maps make me feel like they're roads. But it was, and the first one was fine. It was kind of a real road. Like I passed one post office truck on the way for the one house in the four miles that on this land. <laughs> and with the next one was a mud pit. And, you know, I know it's going to be the coldest night of the year. And I have, I'm losing service. So I called Gina, who's the um, woman who I'm staying with and her husband, Bill. And I send her the picture that I had taken of my cart kind of stuck in the mud. And I said, I'm not making good time today. I'm probably not going to be able to get as close to you and where you work as I was hoping I might be another six miles out. Then I hit the, the other dirt road and I'm like, oh, my God. All right. I got to figure something out. It was three quarters of a mile down the road. I called him because I realized if I keep going down this, this road, I may never be able to turn back and they have to keep going. And I may not be able to meet anyone because nobody can take a car down this road. It's like, it's like being from Massachusetts and it being a blizzard and somebody who doesn't have a four wheel drive, like plow trying to come and get you. The only way you can do it is if you have a four wheel drive plow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh my God. And I don't, this isn't even a real road. Like, nobody's heard of this road. This is a dirt road that's, like, private property. Like, I don't even know where I am right now. So I texted Tim with her number, like, you are, have find my iPhone. I might have to sleep outside, which wasn't a big deal, but I didn't want these people, like, driving all over Georgia looking for me. Yeah, totally. And so, and she had already got the message from me earlier saying, don't, you know, can't get to where we were planning, but I'm going to get as close as possible. Then I realized I'm not getting off this this road. So I ran, I left my car. I ran about a mile up this like mud road through this red clay. I thought I was going to be like a Lucille ball episode where I was like sliding back and forth in the split to where like, Oh, is she actually going to fall and roll in it? Cause it felt like, you know, like just slide like butter on my feet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I, I go up a hill and like, Oh, there might be sun. It might take an hour, but I can get my cart through here. And then I'll only be, couple miles away you know from where i planned on ending nothing it got worse and worse i could barely walk on it i was like oh my god so i have to turn around go back to this road where i have no reception and try and figure out where the fuck i am because i had no clue where i even was in georgia at this point in time that was actually the first time when i got back on the highway like when i got back on route 80 where if someone had offered me a ride I have not taken any rides except from people that I have known and set things up and, you know, they're bringing me back to where I left off. I would have been like, yes, bring me to as closest to Phil and Gina as you can get me because I was just so done, like, for that, in that moment, in that day. And I just wanted to get more convenient to them, too. And they just wanted to to get me out of the cold, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm texting Tim, like, you're the only one who can find me? This is this woman's number. He's calling her, trying to like give her directions as to where I am. And we're messing up all the directions like constantly because in and out of reception, I'm calling her, he's calling her, I'm texting her. She's calling her husband. So I finally just get on the main road. I start heading Southeast, which is the complete opposite direction that I've been going this entire journey. And I'm crying. I'm just, cause you know what the worst part was? I was, I was fine with sleeping out of time. I even said to Gina the last time I got in touch with her, I said, I'm probably just going to have to sleep outside tonight. 
but she had like all of this guilt. She's like, you can't sit outside. Like she's a mother. She's like, it's so cold. No, like all oh, this. Poor- oh God, great. Now I'm, she felt like she was letting me down. But that whole time, I was okay with being outside. I was just like, I don't want these people being so concerned and driving all over the place trying to find me. And like Tim having no idea where I am trying to guide them to me and me just being sleeping in my tent somewhere, you know, and I'm like, this is not the way to meet people. It was more anxiety of people driving around looking for me. Right. Because like, you know, I'm here to camp out if I have to, like that's fine. But it was the fact that there was people that were actually like, you know, caring for me and, and searching for me that was the problem. Not the problem, but like, oh my God, I have to get to a place where they can find me and like, where's the most convenient? And I have no cell phone service and like, she's at work because she's just trying to do her job and she's getting calls from me frantic and crying and like calls from Tim. So anyways, I get back on the main road. I find out finally where I'm going a little bit, kind of. Then I realize I'm like, I gave her the wrong way I was going. She finally just calls her husband. and is like, I'm at work. Can you just go pick her up? <laughs> kind of thing. And I was still unaware. I just keep going down this road and I'm crying uncontrollably. Just like, this is, and my feet are freezing and covered in clay. My entire car is covered in like red clay. It's still actually covered in clay. And, uh, I start to look at the clouds and the sun and I'm like, Oh, and tears kind of start to go away. And actually the cold air seemed to have disappeared, but I think it was more my positive attitude stepped in. And I realized, because I always know it's going to be a good sunset, like, there's going to be a really good sunset. And then I started kind of, like, really picking up the pace. I was like, I'm probably going to miss it, but if I get a little more down this road, it's going to be really good. And, like, past this tree line, it's going to be really good. And then all of a sudden, like, Phil calls me. That's Gina's husband. And he's like, hey, Lindsay, where are you? we're picking you up because, you know, Gene is still at work and we're actually like leaving work right now. And I'm like, Oh my God, my phone works. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Oh, I have a landmark and I have GPS and here's exactly where I am. And he's great. We'll see you in like 15, 20 minutes. I was like, and all of a sudden I turn around, I take my camera out and there's this like, it looks like lava covering an ocean kind of sunset. And I started crying again because all the emotions I had had and all that anxiety kind of washed away with like this pure joy of capturing this moment, being on the road. Had I not been on that road at that time and it felt like it was just for me. And it was like the same color as that stupid clay. Yeah. So that was special. (laughs) And then the sun basically set and Phil and John come and pick me up. I just put my camera away and a car pulls up like, hey, we're here to get you. I'm like, my angels. And I just give them big hugs. And thank God they picked me up and not Gina because she has a tiny Toyota Corolla. And they show up with a pickup truck. So we just throw my cart in the back of it, which is so much easier than <laughs> So that was another actually relief. I was like, thank God it was you guys. So that was that day. Uh, one of my friends was texting with me and asking me, you know, how's the walk going? I was like, you know. This a really good couple, like, you know, like, basically, Jake, I would invite them to the winter solstice party every year or to come, you know, hang out with, like, Chris and Dick. Like, they're the same. Mm-hmm. Phil reminds me of Dick in a way of, you know how Dick really only says something when uh, 
it's like the most perfect moment. Like he's thought it through and it's always pretty much the smartest thing in the room. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Phil is like that. Like you can actually, but with Phil, it's even funnier because you can see the wheels turning mm-hmm. and it's like, no, 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 he's not ignoring you. He's going to answer you, but it's going to be very profound. You know, <laughs> even the way he walks is the same way of like, it's almost like he's solving world problems as he walks. It's very like methodical and slow, but it's, it's like, no, he's, something's happening during every step he takes in his life. It's very interesting. Um, no, but so they pick me up and I get to their house and I've got so many emotions going through me, you know? And, and like my mom said to me, like, are you still on that red clay? And I actually couldn't even talk to her because I was still processing everything. And I was like, I just can't have a conversation with her right now. I'm like with new strangers that I have to get to know. And I need to kind of like do that right now before I have a conversation with her. And then I turn to my right. I have like my backpack on. I just walked in the house and I see on the fridge, Bernie Sanders, president 2016. And I just hugged them both immediately. And I I was like, do you mind? I'm just going to take a picture of that. And they burst out laughing and I take a picture and I send it to my mom and to Tim. And I said, I think I'm in the perfect place. Yeah. I'm home. I'm definitely in a really good place right now. Yeah. I was like, uh, after the day that I had and their artist, um, and it's this, I mean, I could move here. So I'm about 20 miles outside of Athens, Georgia, mm-hmm. or 15 miles, um, which is basically the Austin, Texas of Georgia. Athens is basically Austin, but in Georgia. And they took me out to dinner uh, in Athens tonight to show me the university. Well, Phil is this awesome sculptor and artist, and he went there, and he still has sculptures from, like, the 90s that are on the actual campus. Wow. Basically, they know all the folk artists in Georgia. They know, like, musicians. Um, The guy who lives across the street, John Cleveland, is, like, an amazing painter, folk artist. I don't know if you saw the picture of like the broken down truck and the building. I did. Yeah. And then a little bit to my left is, um, Phil's studio, which is the old train depot. So that's all like train depot stuff. So this is all within Phil's like backyard. The art gallery is 20 yards from his studio. That broken down car is seven yards from the studio. And then his backyard is two yards from there. And then his best friend lives across the street in his art studio. And where I was stacking and doing firewood is across the street from the art gallery. I, yeah. So, obviously, I feel like I'm in a good place when I'm an artist because sometimes I get called an artist. No, sure. You know, every once in a while. And uh, as I'm in their house the first night and they're, like, feeding me, Every single thing they eat off of, every plate, every mug, every bowl is made by an artist Mm. and is either has been given to them as like a barter for other work or has been uh, given to them as like a wedding gift or they've bought. And every single time I go to put food on my plate since I've been here, they tell me the story of where they got that plate or who gave it to them. And I'm like, 
I'm an asshole because <laughs> some of my shit is from Target. And I have, and like, what, like, I'm an artist and I feel really guilty about this. That like, I drink coffee out of, you know, like a Pier One stupid mug. And here you guys are, every single time you have coffee in the morning, you're thinking about the person who made that and like put their heart and their soul and their effort and their love for you as a gift or even not a gift. You bought it because you love and respect their art and you get to drink out of that every day. I was like, I'm never buying anything from a store to, like, that someone else can make as a piece of art. Because you don't need 50 plates. You need three, you know? Mm -hmm. And if three of those can be the same price as something an artist made, and this is, like, a, this old farmhouse that they're renovating, and it's filled with, like, stories and history. And it's... So today I walked over to the art gallery, which is, you know in their backyard. And uh, I, I actually met Holly, just Holly, who makes these mugs and everything. Mm -hmm. So John Cleveland, one of the painters, he owns a lot of land out here. And he bought this house that's in the middle of the woods. with like a creek going by it. It needs work, but uh, he let Holly live there for, for bartering. She doesn't pay him rent. She works for him. And she does pottery. And she comes and does the she, basically all the stacking of the firewood and stuff. She does that every Saturday. I did a little bit of that this past Saturday. She does that every weekend. And then I went and I bought her mug because I'm going to drink my tea out of her mug every day. I, I want to think about her. And she brought me into her house. I saw her studio. You know, I saw where she lives in the woods. And it's beautiful. And to, to have the memory of meeting this beautiful spirit <laughs> every time I have tea, that, that makes me feel good. And I was going to buy two mugs, like one for me, one for my mom or something. And I said, you know, Gina, I was about to buy two mugs, but I decided to buy one because I bet I'm going to meet a lot of other artists mm -hmm. across the country. And I want to, <laughs> I want a mug or a plate from everyone. So I got, I got to just buy one at a time. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, that's smart. <laughs> So that was nice seeing and just experiencing in the first, you know, half hour that I was with them. But I have enjoyed, you know, like I so turn my keep, you know, feels like, hey, you know, we cut and sell firewood on Saturdays. So why don't you come do that? I mean, these guys work harder. They don't have days off because on a day off, he's renovating his house. Right. And Gina is this like five foot nothing, hundred pound Spitfire. Who, who drives an hour to work every day, and sometimes she drives an hour to work, an hour back home for lunch because she has a three-hour break, and then all the way back to her job. I mean, these people just work hard. And then you see her outside, and she's got a wheelbarrow, and she weighs nothing, and she's just, like, running around the yard. She even asked me to go for a walk with her and the dogs, and I was like, um, walking on my days off sounds terrible. <laughs> sure. And I hear that you walk really fast. So that sounds even worse. And she's like, well, people say that because I'm always walking next to Phil and he doesn't move very fast. And I was like, all right, so maybe we'd be about the same speed. Then I watched her walk around with a wheelbarrow and I was like, I'm never going with, for a walk with that woman. She like runs and she's the tiniest little thing. She's just like, zoom, zoom, zoom. Yeah, she's funny. 
I was curious about, well, actually, a friend of mine asked me this question, and I wasn't sure of the answer. Um, so, like, when you're walking, uh, you know, through the countryside or something, particularly when there aren't people around, but I guess other times, too. Yeah. Um, are you listening to something, or are you, what What are you doing? To... <laughs> That's a funny question. Uh, that's not a funny question. Um, <laughs> it could be funny. I don't mind. <laughs> no, because no, it's what the answer, I was like, oh, I might offend people. Who knows? Now I'm not going to offend anyone. Um, most of the time, I don't have, like, depending where I am, I have no service. So, like, where I am right now, <laughs> I have no service. I'm just draining my phone trying to get anything. Yeah. I actually will put, like, comedians on Netflix, so, like, Louis C.K. Oh, okay. I don't listen to music. I'll listen to a comedian. I'll listen to three bad comedians, um, you know, just because I find that more entertaining than music, personally. But I will say this from <laughs> Sumter, South Carolina, to yesterday on the times where I'm like, oh, you know, this is, I'm a little bored. I've been listening to Chelsea, Chelsea you know, like Chelsea Handler. Oh, yeah. Her new show on Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to everything that she's been saying since before the election. Like, so since, like, I don't know, a year, like, ever since her Chelsea show on Netflix has started. Mm-hmm. There was, like, a hundred episodes. So it was like, oh, yeah, and she's very funny. And, you know, we're a little bit alike. So... Uh, she makes me laugh while I'm walking down the side of the road and she makes me feel better about things. And yeah, so I, put, I, I listen to a lot of Chelsea, I'll admit it. Mm-hmm. Since, so through half of South Carolina and this half of Georgia, I have been listening to Chelsea Handler, but not like I'm listening to her like all day long. It's like, Oh, I might have service here. Let's plug in. I'm kind of bored. And there's, you know, like, all right, cool. And then sometimes I look up more too, cause I'm not just staring at the ground, like in a weird bored state. I'm like, mm. I look up a little more almost cause I'm like happier cause I'm like laughing. So all of a sudden I start kind of looking around a little bit more and not focusing on the fact that my legs hurt. It, it takes the pain. Honestly, it takes the pain away. Mm-hmm. Sometimes my shins are burning and that's, if you're not listening to something, you kind of start to focus on like the pain. But if you're listening to someone who's really funny or just entertaining, then that's the la- like that's the second thing on your mind. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Like otherwise, I mean, it's something to keep you from just focusing on the the next step. I would think so. Yeah, and sometimes I, I'll admit too when I'm in a place that I like that's like really scenic and pretty. I even if I have can get reception, I take out the headphones and I just kind of. I even take the sunglasses off. I wear sunglasses all day because of the tractor trailer trucks kicking sand in my eyes Mm. or if it's really sunny. But even on cloudy, rainy days, I wear the sunglasses just because I get so much sand. I'm I'm on my fourth pair of sunglasses. Well, because I always seem to like drop them or like they fall out of somewhere and I turn around like, where the hell are my sunglasses? And so at the next gas station, I have the worst sunglasses. They're like giant, like fake, like, stupid rhinestones in them and like they have like confetti like paint on them they're terrible oh my god but they stay on my face and there was five sunglasses i had to choose from at the gas station in the middle of nowhere the only gas station in 15 miles 
And I don't, I don't know what happened to the last ones, but apparently they fell out of the cart or out of my bag somewhere, you know, uh-huh. or the last gas station that I was at. I left them on the, somewhere. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> well, the obvious question is, like, why haven't you taken a selfie with these glasses? No, if you look at all the pictures of me, I have different sunglasses on. Oh, I have right. a pair of, like, pink ones. I have a pair of blue ones. I don't know if I have a picture with my new ones, but I'll take one tomorrow. Just but if you actually go through... Uh, and you were to look at my sunglasses, they have different rims. And the ones I have now, though, I have not taken a selfie with them probably on purpose because they're terrible. <laughs> terribly right. embarrassing. Well, that'll be something <laughs> for me to look out for. But yeah, so yeah, and I've gone through, I've lost two pairs of headphones. Oh, yeah. I have one pair of shoes that already has like holes in the heels. Stuff gets worn, you know? Yeah, no, I imagine that there, like, there aren't a lot of shoes these days that are built for. You know, walking 16 miles a day. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, they're supposed to get like 250 miles, but you're not supposed to do that in a month. Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> you're supposed to do that over, you know, six months. <laughs> but I do have three pairs of shoes that I transition in and out from. I have like a water-resistant pair of boots. I have a pair of expensive running shoes. And then the best shoes I have are like $30 Easy Spirit sneakers. Mm-hmm. They're the best ones, so I'm gonna buy like three more of those. Yeah, so those are the things that I have used up: is three pairs of sunglasses, I think three headphones. I think I said, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Goulding's dog just came to sleep with me tonight too. He just came all the way upstairs. <laughs> it's so nice being in houses with dogs. It makes me not miss. No, it makes me miss my dogs more, but it, at least it fills the void a little uh-huh. bit. Better than any blanket. Oh, God, yeah. Even if they stink. Yeah, well, <laughs> there is that. Yeah, but that's okay. They smell better than my dogs, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right, so wait, today is, what, the 11th or something? Yeah, so this is kind of crazy. Like, so, um... The next time we talk, we'll be, you'll be in Georgia. Right? right, and then the week after that is Christmas Day. Like that's that's two Sundays from now. Oh wow! Oh, that'd be cool to talk because I don't know where I'm going to be right now. Like yeah. I, they want me to stay here, but I also have friends in Monroe mm-hmm. that want me. You know, I I Tim asked me actually. Tim asked me. He's like, "Who are you going to be for Christmas?" And I was like, "I hope to be in a homeless shelter in Atlanta." He's like, "What?" I was like, "I hope I'm not with anyone like taking me in." He's like, "Why?" I'm like. Like, that's family time. Like, that's, you know, like, I don't want to, and I don't want anyone to feel like they have to take me in because it's Christmas. Like, I feel like because it's Christmas, people feel like they should take you in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, but I, I don't want anyone to feel that way. Like, I'd rather be out there, like, at the homeless shelter, like, helping other people who don't have anyone. I was like, he's like, yeah, but you don't have anyone. I was like, I have all of them. Like, all the people that need help. Like, and I wouldn't take a cot, but I would sleep in a homeless shelter. I would put my air mattress out and sleep on the floor. Um, I was like, but that's kind of what I want to do for Christmas, is I actually want to be in a homeless shelter. Like, is that weird? Maybe. But then I actually told that to the gold, the Goulding tonight, and it was like, it would be amazing if you would spend Christmas with us. And I was like, well, that's, oh, man, like, you're killing me, you know? Yeah. They're like, no, it's really just the two of us, and we don't really do much, and, like, it'd be so nice to have you. And I'm just like, you know, I'm like, oh, this is hard. Like, how do you say no to someone when they ask you? They're like, 
and they genuinely mean it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, I want to sleep on an air mattress in in the city with people that are. But I would rather be with them. Yeah. And if they genuinely mean that, like, I don't know. Like, I, I always feel like I'm a burden staying with people. Like, I feel like they want to help me, but I always feel like people are helping me. And I, I feel like I am a burden. If I'm helping them in the yard and doing this other stuff, like, you're still a person that's not always there. And I like well, my house the way it is. Yeah, I mean, we all like our private time. I don't know. I mean, if you, oh, I was just going to say, I don't think that you, you know, participate in that kind of program if you don't kind of enjoy meeting people and having them, you know, strangers and having them around. In your so, home. Yeah. I mean, like they had someone live here for like three months in their backyard mm-hmm. and like she did amazing stuff for their garden, you know, and they hear all the, and they had one guy who was biking across the country who stayed here for like a week, you know? Mm-hmm. So they get to meet all these like wonderful adventurous people. So for them, they get this experience, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have three crazy dogs in a, you know, a dog bed, I would have people stay over all the time, Sure. you know, and it would never be a burden. So like, I understand when people invite me that they have that same mindset that I would have in my own house. Right. But I also don't ever want to be a burden. So uh, I don't want to overstay my welcome. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, well, whatever you have a you have a handle on it. I'm sure you don't really need advice from me. I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's everything this week. So yeah, next week will be right before Christmas. You'll be in the same state as me. Yeah, and then it'll be Christmas. Oh my god! I know, crazy. Yeah, and I should I should be like in Alabama by then. Wow. Oh no no no! I'm sorry. Take it back. Well, think about it. I should be in Atlanta technically in a week. Yeah. And then by January 1st, yeah. No, by January, I'll be in Alabama. I'll talk to you that day, yeah. too. New Year's Day. <laughs> there you go. That's, an, that's also Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> all, these, all these wonderful days. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to let you go. Okay. Likewise. Uh, good to talk to you, Linz. And You, too. Uh, yeah. Have a good week. You, too. I'll talk to you next Sunday while you're in the same state as me. So turn in every week to hear her stories along the way As Lindsay walks across the USA